0: Welcome to another episode of Let It Flow. This is Kimasha Knight, and I have a really nice guest with me this evening. I'm very excited about this guest. I've actually been asking him to come on for some time now, and he's cleared his busy schedule to spend the evening with me talking about a topic that I think is going to be very, very important uh, to our listeners. Um, I've gotten some of your text messages, some of your emails, and I know that the last episode, Friends, Let's Be Friends, was a blessing. So I've asked him to come on um, to talk about this a little further, but I figured that um, this next guest that I want to bring on would be able to um, just bring bring some more shed some more light um, as to how significant friendship is in a marriage. So without further ado, I want to introduce to you tonight my husband, uh, Pastor James Knight, and he is a pastor um, at House of Healing Outreach Ministries. He does pastor with me. But tonight, he's not pastor. He's my husband. He's my covering. He's my friend. Say hello.
1: Hello, everyone. And it's good to be here with my lovely wife um, on tonight's podcast. And hopefully, we share some light on some important topics. And hopefully, somebody's blessed as a result of this.
0: Amen. So last time we were on here, we were talking about Let's Be Friends. And we were just talking about the importance of marriage. Having friendship um, and I've heard from some of the listeners um, when it comes to marriage um, that this is some this is one of the areas that kind of gets kind of gray. you know you've been married for so long, <clears throat> you've got children, you got responsibilities and it seems like the first thing that goes away is friendship. So tonight we're going to discuss that um, and I'm just gonna have a little bit of dialogue with my husband. Um, we have been married for 17 years. we've been together what 20 total. About twenty. We met in college. Um, for those of you that don't know, and we've actually been been partners in a lot of ways. So we've pastored we pastor a church together. Um, you know, we have five beautiful boys. And I would say that we kinda we we do a pretty good job trying to be partners in, in our life, right?
1: I think so. You have to. Especially with five kids, right? You're not gonna be able to be successful at raising five boys by yourself, so
0: <laughs> no, we can't at all. I mean, I guess you could, but... Well, successfully, and I mean relative, but that's relative, but for our version of success, no, it would be very difficult to do that. This is true. Um, so, let me ask you this, babe. When it comes to friendship and marriage, do you think that's important, or do you think that it's something that kind of just works itself out?
1: I think it's important if the, if the marriage is going to last, right? Um, what makes a marriage strong is that two people like each other that two people like to spend their time together. Um, so friendship that is important, you know. Those who um, you consider friends, you know, especially good friends, you're going to want to communicate with them. You're going to want to do things with them. So in a marriage, I think friendship is critical.
0: So let me ask you this, babe, because I think, <clears throat> if I'm going to be candid, we've seen sometimes in our marriage where we think we're really good friends. Then there's sometimes in our marriage where we feel like enemies. Um... I think sometimes in a marriage we're on the same page, and then there's times when we're not. Um, What do you think attacks the friendship piece in the marriage?
1: I would say lack of communication would attack the friendship piece.
0: So, like, what do you mean? Like, for example, um, is it not talking at all? Is it not communicating about... The day to day, like, what do you mean? And and the reason why I ask that is because when I when I think about our friendship, um, you know, we're both pretty driven people, and I think we can both get really um, consumed in our own visions and, and mm-hmm. goals and dreams. So, so like, what do you mean?
1: What do I mean by communication?
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I would say that you know, um, so for example, you have to communicate. The basic things like who's gonna pick up Josiah who's gonna pick up this person from school and so forth right and those are things that keep the house moving forward but far as communication I think you know in a relationship in a marriage um, you have to communicate your heart your dreams share your visions right um, let that person in to a little bit deeper place as far as your soul and you know just far as intimacy so um, I'm speaking more on that end, that um, it's important to communicate your needs, um, your wants, and to have someone there that you feel like can support you in reaching your dreams, your visions.
0: When you were talking, I heard two things. Um, I heard kind of, at least the way I heard it was like, here's the things that you need to do, and then here's the things that you're expecting. Because, you know, you're communicating, but you also... um, basically like you were saying, somebody to communicate your dreams and your visions to. So yeah, maybe you're, you're the one talking, but you also want somebody there who's, who's invested in your visions and your dreams, who's willing to listen, who's willing to be a part of that. Would you agree, disagree?
1: Yeah, I mean, so for example, life is hard enough. So um, a lot of studies show that people need encouragement. So that's another element that if there's no communication... Um, then there's no opportunity for encouragement, right? So um, by communicating what it is that you are going through, what it is that you're trying to pursue, if it's a dream, if it's a goal, whatever it may be, um, by opening a door for communication and by having a level of friendship in the relationship, it gives the other person, the partner, the opportunity to encourage the other person so that they can continue to be strengthened, so they can continue to persevere, um, and they can just continue to grind. And so I just know that a lot of times when you feel alone or you feel by yourself and you feel like there's no one there, it's just easy to get discouraged, especially if you feel like you're chasing something that's big.
0: You know i I feel like you know in listening to you, maybe one of the things that get lost in marriage is that maybe sometimes we think it's understood that there that friendship comes with marriage. When in actuality friendship is something that you actually have to work for and you have to actually nurture and maintain. And I wouldn't say prune. <clears throat> you know, we have friends and those friends are choices. You know, you choose your friends, you pick your friends, and you get to change. Like if you don't want to be friends with that person, you don't have to. You know, you get to choose not to be friends with that person. But if you decide that you want to be friends with somebody, you you know, you get to choose <clears throat> know, how intimate you want to be with that person, how close you want to be with that person. And, um, you know, if that person doesn't give you the things that you want, you just stop talking to them or you just disconnect. Mm -hmm. The thing about marriage, if those things aren't being communicated in a marriage, you don't get to say, you know what, I'm cool off you. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, you're not doing the things I want you to do. You're not listening the way I want you to listen. You know, we're not hanging out as often as we used to so I'm done you don't get to do that in marriage so in my mind I think that's when the friendship piece kind of gets lost because I feel like there's an element where you think some of these things should just happen um, intuitively you know naturally Um, when in actuality it just like friendships outside of the household you have to choose to be your spouse's friend you have to choose to communicate, you know, you got to choose. Um, I would even say, even to respond to your spouse's desires as a friend,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, like I, <clears throat> I think in marriage it's really easy to ignore your spouse, you know, and 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 especially if you're not looking at them as a friend, you're looking at them as a spouse. It it sometimes it could be easier to to give or to sacrifice for people. Who don't live in your home their friends their girlfriends boyfriends and and you do things for them that you wouldn't do for your spouse
1: correct so you know they say one of the enemies to greatness is complacency right getting comfortable right so you can argue and you can say that um what often happens is that people make the assumption that they know the person that they're with right um hmm. i'm yeah. married I married Kimasha 20 years ago, so 17. I know. No, I'm just giving an example, okay, right? Okay, um, <laughs> So. Um,
0: I thought he right. was um, forgetting.
1: No, nah, I didn't forget. Um, we just said at the beginning of the podcast
0: you that we've forget. been married
1: 17 years and we've been together 20 years. But go let's ahead, just say ahead. person A, you know, they've been married for 20 years, right? I think what happens in often, often in relationships is that the person assumes that the person that they got with. That they know everything about them they assume that people are like things that things are just um frozen in time and that they don't change right but as life comes things change people grow right so the woman that you met at 18 years old is not the same woman at 40 years old um Mm -hmm. she's been through a lot um as far as maturity she has changed you know in so many ways right but a lot of times you feel like oh I know everything about her and so what happens is when the communication is not strong and when they're not putting the work and the time in um, what happens is they think that they're close but what actually is happening is that space is coming and they're they're, they're, they're growing apart and the reason why they're growing apart is because they're operating under this assumption that I know everything about that person right and so when you meet somebody on the job or you meet somebody new, there's this inquisitive nature that comes into that relationship, that friendship. Oh, tell me about you. Oh, what's going on? And so you're interested and so forth. And then you go home and you assume that you know everything about that person that you knew at 18 years old. But that person at 18 years old didn't even really know themselves yeah. because they were still trying to figure out who they were, who they were becoming, you know, what they wanted to do in life. And so, And so what happens is if in marriages... In relationships, if the communication is not strong, people will operate under the assumption and then they'll be laying in the bed next to somebody that they really don't know. They think they know, but what they know is they know the 18-year-old person, but they don't know that who that person is today. And so we have to come into our marriages, into our relationships with a fresh perspective, with a newness, right? We have to ask God to renew um, our relationship so that we come at it from a place of humility from a place of openness and from a place of just being curious you know tell me about what it is that you desire do you still desire the things you did at 18 or have those desires changed? right and so that's how communication can be so powerful when you come at it from a place of learning right you know i want to be committed to lifelong um learning and to um like what organizations do it's called continuous improvement and so if marriage is um would take that from the business world like um, far as just continuous improvement and the whole idea of continuous improvement is that we're always looking at um the organization and looking at how can we get better um making sure that we're communicating on a consistent basis things that are weak things that are strong um you know kind of like a swot analysis what's our strengths our weaknesses um, what's the opportunities what's the threats um, and so imagine if a man and a woman came together in a marriage and they looked at the strengths and they begin to talk about how we can make those strengths stronger. And they looked at the weaknesses and say, you know, let's talk about our weaknesses. How can we begin to support each other? Um, the Bible says you are my helpmate. Then they to look at the opportunities, the opportunities that they have together. And they also look at the threats because, you know, every relationship is going to have threats. Um, whether or not they intended for those threats to come um, Is just a part of nature It's a part of life and so you Okay gotta, hold on hold on hold on Because
0: yeah. that's super deep And um, I, I know you guys agree That was super deep So we're going to have to revisit that Because that's a whole other can of worms Yeah. The whole concept of threats I want <clears throat> to just just pull back just a little bit Because you know I'm going to ask you to come back on And talk about that But um, something about knowing um, It stuck out to me You talked about You can be laying next to your spouse every night and not know who they are because you assume that you know them, right? Um, And I mean, you hit a couple of things. The scripture that came to mind, though, was first Peter chapter three, verses seven through nine. And I I think this is definitely for husbands, right? Because it was written to husbands. But I think women, we can get um, something out of this, too. It says husbands likewise dwell with them. With understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker v- vessel and as being heirs together in the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. Right. So dwell with them uh, with understanding. Uh, another verse says, dwell with them according to knowledge. So when my husband was talking about you, you know, laying next to somebody and assuming that you already know who they are, um, that just wrong. That is just, it just it just it just it just. It just it just rang in my ear, you know, that you can forget that it's important to deal with people according to, to, to what you know about them, but that know is present tense, right? Because what, to me, what you described was a situation where you knew about them, right? But you stopped learning. You stopped learning about your spouse. You stopped learning about who they are. You stopped learning about what they like. You stopped learning about, um, what disappoints them, you know, the Bible says there's new mercies every morning. So, it, you know, everything else around us, um, there's a newness, right? Um, There's seasons, seasons change, right? There's a newness. Everything around us births a newness. At some point you walk into a new season. But what you described was a stale marriage, right? A, to me, a dying marriage, because you can get to a point if you're not careful where you don't Allow a a newness to constantly, um, basically, you know, be cycled in, in your marriage. Um, you know, when it talks about the knowing, um, you know, you talked about desires, you talked about vision, you talked about what's on my heart, you know, and, and, you know, my husband was about to go into, you know, just the newness everywhere else. And I think that's what triggered me. Because it's like if everything around you is becoming new, right, or you're experiencing new things, or you're going through new things with other people, but in your household is just the same thing, right?
1: Mm-hmm. The
0: consistency, um, then it can be very, um, basically, it, it can be such a dangerous place to be, because I can see why you wouldn't want to pursue a friendship in that in that regard, because everything's just monotonous. It's like basically there's a routine in this household and now we're functioning um, so that the household works. We're no longer building a marriage or we're no longer nurturing this relationship. And I think the reason why that stuck out was because when you get married, you get married because you're so in love with that person and you know they're the apple of your eye and, and everything about them is great and they're the finest, sexiest person you've ever met. You can't imagine living life without them. And then you, you know, you have this honeymoon, honeymoon phase mm-hmm. and everything about them is so important. You you know, you want to talk to them all the time. You want to know what they're doing. You want to know where they're going. And then at some point, you, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't do it. You know, that's not as, as, as significant anymore. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, let's just throw in there too. You know, I, I would imagine that if there's not a, a fresh friendship, it probably definitely, um, affects the sex life you know the um the level of intimacy that the marriage is supposed to have
1: right and i mean when you think about friendship just from a basic place i mean people choose their friends because usually it has to be mutually beneficial right mm-hmm. and so if i'm calling somebody my friend obviously there has to be something that i'm getting from them and vice versa for them to consider me a friend right so I just think in the context of marriage, you know, I think sometimes if it is stale, um, if people are not communicating, they're not investing in the marriage, um, then there then there can be a level of emptiness that can happen um, in people's lives. So they feel like I'm not benefiting, you know, maybe I'm benefiting as far as we're sharing the bills. But, you know, there's things in our life that's much deeper than um, us sharing natural things like Bills and rent and mortgage you know mm-hmm. so so you know I think you know you have to really be um alert um aware of who you're dwelling with who you live with you know who you're in relationship with so that I'm meeting your needs you're meeting my needs and those needs change that's why I say communication is important because what you need at 18 you don't need at 38 years old you don't need that. 45 years old um those needs shift um, because we go through different seasons and so forth so um and vice versa from the far as the man is concerned
0: so like I'm about to'm about to quiz them y'all so what's my needs like as my friend what Your do needs? I need
1: um I mean well you tell me all the time right you <laughs> you need time um you need me to Um, be attentive right when you want to speak your heart um, sometimes you may be going through things on your job and you need me to be able to really um, give my full attention so that I can um, minister to you so I can encourage you Um, you also have a need to feel loved to make sure that you are still the most important person in my life uh, to make sure that um, I'm interested in you Um, you have different needs (laughs)
0: We passed the test, though. You hit him all all in the head. So I know he's listening, you guys. Um, And I think that's important because I personally feel, I I don't want him to quiz me now, but I think I know what his needs are, too. Um, I personally feel like um, I'm always on um, in the sense of always trying to figure out how I can be a better wife to him. I think sometimes in doing that and I would I would argue some women do that you get caught up in the role of being the wife being the being the mother and sometimes it's difficult to kind of tell your spouse what you need. I think sometimes I get frustrated first before I actually open up my mouth. Would you agree or disagree?
1: Sometimes.
0: I think um you know it's important. I've been trying to work better. I've been trying to be a better communicator as far as telling him my thoughts before I get upset about it or telling him what I'm thinking in real time instead of letting it build up. And then a month later, you know, he didn't do something I wanted and I'm super upset. And the reality is now I'm talking to him about stuff that happened a month ago because I did not communicate in real time, you know, what I needed. Um, And, and, you know, he he hit, at least he hit on the head for me the one thing that that time is a big deal. Because I know when you're friends with somebody, That's what you share. That's what you share. You share your time with them. Y'all hang out. You laugh. You you clown. You know, um, you go places together. You might talk on a phone or text because now we're in the texting world. But time is a big deal. Um, And so I don't know. Every marriage is different. But I think, you know, when he was talking, I think all of us should go back to the drawing board and, and ask ourselves, you know, if we are dealing with our, our husband or our wife based on what we knew about them. Or if we can, you know, honestly say we know about them, like what they like now, what they want now, what their desires are now, what makes them upset now, what really turns them on now, you know, where, where their passions lie now in real time. Amen. Um, one more question before, before we end this, this, this podcast, um, you know when we talk about friendship, friendship can vi- can get can get um. How do I want to say this? Like you know, and and i You can tell if I'm wrong, but I think um, it can get really mixed up with sex or with intimacy. You know, like um, if you're having, if you're intimate, on a consistent basis, you might not realize that you're actually not nurturing the friendship piece. Do you agree or disagree?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean this is why the Bible says that you have to be careful who you have sex with <laughs> <laughs> and that God wants it in the context of marriage because um when you're intimate with someone it, it blur it makes things blurry. So um intimacy, um just the physical connection also there's a spiritual connection that comes from um having sex and so what happens is you know um, if you're intimate you are having sex you can feel as though you're connected um, because you did something very intimate physically but you may not actually be connected mentally emotionally and so it can cloud things up and it can make things um, challenging so you know you, you you definitely have to make sure you put things in this proper perspective and have balance um, you know, because you can have a great sex life and still be distant um, in a relationship. You know, it's meeting your physical needs, but their needs is much greater than physical. You know, um, that causes people to be depressed or discouraged. You know, so I, I just think that, um, you know, we have to be quick to listen, slow to speak, as the Bible teaches. And um, we have to just make sure that we pay attention, you know. And, and I think if if people pay attention to each other, um, I just believe that God will give you enough sense, right, enough insight to be able to make the adjustments necessary so that the needs are met.
0: Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, um, as we close out, I just I want to add, too, that... Um, You know, friendship is one of those things that it helps build trust um, because there's a vulnerability on both ends that when you really build your friendship, both people are making a choice, you know, to come out of their comfort zone and and meet the needs of the other person. And so it's a it's an awesome place. (coughs) Excuse me. In the marriage where trust can be built. Um, And don't think for one moment that even in a healthy marriage that you don't have to continue to, to sow into the trust factor because it's bigger than just, you know, I, I I need to know where my man is going. It's, do I trust you with my feelings? Do I trust you with my emotions? You know, do I trust you with my hurt? Um, you know, when you're disappointed, do I trust that you care? You know, it's a, it's a, it's something that when you are actively, either, either maintaining or or making sure that your friendship is strong, that's the space where the, where the trust is, is the most, you know, where, 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 where it's built the most. And you need that because that's what allows you to open up and really give more of yourself to your, to your husband, or if you're a husband to your wife. So, um, at this point, we're just going to end out tonight. I'm so grateful that my husband came on the show with me. Um, this is awesome time for me. So um, I'm going to close it here. Uh, We'll be praying tonight for your marriages. Those of you that are listening, Um, until next time, have a good evening.